0: The Gospel of Jesus Christ, according to Luke, chapter 1. Many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. Therefore, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, it seemed good also to me to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things that you have been taught. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah, His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron and both of them were upright in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commandments and regulations blamelessly. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well along in years. Once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as priest before God, he was chosen by Lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zechariah saw him, he was startled and gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to give him the name John. He will be a joy and a delight to you. And many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. Many of the people of Israel will he bring back to the Lord their God, and he will go on before the Lord and the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now, Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and well along in years. The angel answered, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent. And not able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at their proper time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. When he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them, but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. After this, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and for five months remained in seclusion. The Lord has done this for me, she said. In these days, he has shown his favor and taken away my disgrace among the people. the story goes that later John the Baptist would appear on the scene dressed in camel hair with a leather belt around his waist eating locusts and wild honey in the wilderness and the spirit of Elijah who went before him so many centuries before and with the same prophetic message calling people to turn to God. His message is this, repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Repent, the kingdom of God is upon you. Repent, the kingdom of God, it's in your face. It's coming. And if you blink, you just might miss it. Growing up, for me, Christmas took forever to come. Every day felt like an arduous time of waiting. Was it the same? If you grew up in a church like me, the candles on this wreath could not get lit fast enough If you had one in your home, it was the same thing. The little advent calendars that we used to like pin up in the window or now the doors that you open with the chocolate. Day one, agony. (laughs) Day two, wait. Of course, it even started before then. Here in the States, of course, Christmas starts after Thanksgiving. But there was a solemn oath, a rule, a pledge, I think, that existed in our house that no decoration shall go up until the 1st of December. And you would go out and you'd see people with their lights. You would go to the store. The shopping would begin. You would, you would see the festivities start to kind of come out the pores of culture. But we would have to wait wait to break out the boxes, wait to put up the pictures, wait to set out the decoration, wait to set up the tree. It was long, how long, oh Lord? How long? The older I get, the faster it comes. And not just Christmas. Everything, whatever season, whatever holiday, whatever birthday, whatever anniversary, whatever year of life, faster and faster at an accelerating pace. Those who have gone before me, those of you who have lived more years than I, you've warned me of this and will warn you of the next generation too. that the time moves quickly and without delay and if you're not careful and you blink, you just might miss it. John the Baptist comes to the people of God, warning them, pleading with them not to miss it, not to let it pass them by, not to let God and his kingdom come upon them unaware. He calls them to turn to repent. Look, it's coming, it's coming. And it's coming faster than you can ever imagine. Odd words, would you agree? for an event that the people of Israel waited for thousands of years to occur, and an event that we wait 2,000 years later to come again, it can lead you to question whether God has the same vocabulary as we do when it comes to defining words like soon. And yet I think of that parable, that parable that Jesus shared about the 10 virgins who were waiting, waiting for their bridegrooms to come. Some gathered their oil, they lit their lamps. They stayed vigilant, awake. Others, as the minutes turn to hours and maybe the hours turn to days or whatever length of time it happened to be, fell asleep. Because it's so easy. Would you agree to fall asleep? To fall asleep as you wait for something that doesn't seem like it will come? And then as Jesus' story goes, without warning, they appeared. And those who had their lamps lit, they were ready because they were watching, because they knew it could come upon them at any moment. But those who were unprepared were left out in the darkness, unable to find oil, unable to get their candles lit, and found themselves on the outside, because that which took forever came upon them in an instant. that's how it is with the kingdom of God. You can wait and you can pray and you can wonder and you can start to fall asleep. And then, in an instant, the angel appears. Then in an instant, God's word becomes clear. Then in an instant, the kingdom of God is upon you. The kingdom of God is in your face. And if you flinch or blink, it just might hit you unaware. The prophet Malachi, the last you'll find in the pages of the Old Testament, talked about a day. A day when Elijah would return in spirit and in power. Turning the hearts of children to fathers and fathers to their children. A day when wrongs would be set right. When evil would be vindicated. When judgment would be carried out. But a day for those who revered the name of God. When victory, liberation, freedom, life, joy. A day, it says, when the sun of righteousness would rise with healing in its wings. And that those who could see it would leap like cattle released from their stalls. I love that image. And so the message of John the Baptist carries through. We wait. But don't let it catch you unaware because God is on the move. Christ has come. Christ is with us. And Christ will come again.